Welcome, folks. We're back. Ice Cold Sports. It's your guy, Tom Gann. That is Henry Hank Collins out there in Colorado. How you doing, Henry? No, not too bad. Weather's nice. I felt rays of heat when I was outside, so it's looking pretty good so far. Yes, it's been very tough here in, in Florida. It got went down into the 60s. It's uh, I was freezing my ass off. Put on a jacket. Oh, yeah. Big time. Uh, just a little cleanup here. Uh, Zach Lyons could not make it. He was on had a long day of traveling. Uh, he's coming back from London. He was out in London, bro. <laughs> Oi. <laughs> bro. Oh, hey, bro, blood. Blood. Good. Too bad you haven't seen Peaky yet. You can do. I have not seen Peaky. You're right. That would that would definitely. Why order of the Peaky fucking blinders? You've been at my house too many times when we're watching Peaky. I've I've been in your house like fifty times. I've been at your house like fifty times when you guys were watching Peaky. So yes, I feel like you've kind of watched. You know, it's. I've watched parts of it. That's fair. Um, we'll start off. You were watching the Olympic just before this. Uh, mm-hmm. How did Sean White do? Because I haven't been watching. Uh, yeah, it's like the only event like I really like watched from like start to finish. Sean White finished fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, he he was fourth. He was hovering around fourth for the entire time. Last run, like just like he needed like some ridiculous score to win. Went too hard and wiped out. So final final run as a three-time Olympian gold medalist was a wipeout. So he was crying after. It was very sad, but, you know. You know, the man's just done so much that, like, at this point, you know, who can hate on him? You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, and he's he's competing. The guy won. I think also the third and second place guy were both 16 years old, and he's 34, 36. So I'll just never forget. The, the news clip when the reporter was interviewing him. Wait a minute. Drinks, you're 19 years old. I'm talking about Mountain Dews, baby. Uh, Mountain Dew. I was drinking Mountain Dew, baby. You know, that was pretty great. All-time was, clip. Uh, all-time clip. But, yeah, I have not been watching the Olympics. I don't say that as in, like, I'm... I really honestly have not thought about the Olympics. Really at all. I, yeah. I was saying that was kind of boycotting the Olympics. And I... I held off from saying that because I knew if there was some event that came up, I would tune in or something like that. But I just have not had the urge at all. I mean, if there is a outdated event that's kind of just seems just disliked, it's these Olympics. Yeah. Like the fact that you can't post clips of the Olympics on Twitter, which is insane. I mean, all the sports leagues in America have figured out pretty quickly. Oh yeah. If we let people post clips, people, more people will watch because they're more interested. But the Olympics basically couldn't figure that out, and all the stuff with China and the civil and all the the human rights stuff. And did you see that ski slope that was like trend? Uh, that that was a huge trend. I think the funniest like caption was like this this is what happens if like we don't fix climate change or whatnot. I'm like, and it's just like ironic that they put it in the middle of like a nuclear power plant. Well, I was just thinking that was like, uh, if you put cod, you know, a uh, cod, you just, uh, yeah, re- re- very, re- very cod mappy. Yeah. Cod map. Um, but no, like back to your, back to your earlier point. So like I'm working, my company works with team USA and I've been 
task to make social media posts and TikToks and whatnot. And like, we can't, you, Team USA can't even use broadcast footage for That's their insane. accounts because NBC bought the rights of every single frame of the Olympics. So we could only use like photos and like kind of like selfie video videos of us and whatever. And then like who we have one team has one person there, like on her phone or like with their camera or whatever. So it's very, very frustrating that Lame. the Olympic team can't even use broadcast, but yeah, it's not, it's not great marketing. And also the uh, U.S. hasn't been doing well by our standards, at least I think we're like fourth and like, we're not good. We're not, we're not, we're not too good this year. So like, it's also the case. And then I don't know if it's always like this, but then like this, like the Super Bowl's on Sunday. Um, I bet there's going to be less than like a thousand people watching the Olympics from. Well, of course on Sunday. Yeah. 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 yeah that's what I'm saying. Like from 4:30 to like Olympic prime time, it's the Super no, Bowl. No, no, I got you. I got you. The biggest event. So yeah, it's going to be, it's not great so far, but maybe in the next four years, it'll be better. We'll find out. Uh, moving on to sports that people actually care about. Uh, Harden <laughs> and Simmons, the big trade between your Sixers and the Nets. Uh, Harden is going to the Sixers. Simmons is going to the uh, Nets. And then Drummond uh, and two first-rounders are also going Seth Curry, Seth, Drummond, Curry. And two, yeah. Seth Curry, Drummond, two first-rounders are also going to the Nets. And then uh, uh, Paul Millsap is going with Harden to Philly. This seems like a bit of a bold move by Philly here because it's it's a lot. You're giving up a lot, and you're banking on uh, Harden signing his extension with Philly, which he probably I think he already- will. I think he already did today. I think he signed his player extension already. The forty-six million dollar, yeah. I thought you it was like okay, fact check me on that, but I'm pretty sure. But I think it still I'll seems just... like a lot to give up for a guy who seems very injury prone, who seems to be not great with others and kind of not great in the crunch time. Uh, but you know, obviously him and him and uh, Embiid could be an elite combo, and then I think probably the Nets will benefit from having you know having a few few less cooks in the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? Although, at the same time, Ben Simmons is just such a mental head case that that guy is... Uh, I, I posted in the blog I posted, I posted a video of his bricks, of his, of his him taking jump shots. 21.8. It's... Like, you actually watch it, and there's so many of them that are just cringeworthy. Like, missing, not even close. Like, shots I would take in a game. It's not good. No, it's it's really, he's, you, you now have two of the biggest divas of the last, like, two or three years on your team. I, he's I not that bad. He's pretty bad. I, 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 I will say willing to lose his entire career earnings just so he doesn't play with Embiid. Like that's D that's a very diva move. Oh, Usually some like, are like, Oh yeah, I'll sit out, whatever. And then they come back after 10 games or whatever. But like well, this I mean, guy is like sitting and won't practice with the team sitting around and just like, and you're blaming Embiid for that. Although I will say, I'm not blaming Embiid. No, not the bus. 
you said you were playing with two of the biggest head case in the NBA. I don't know. I'm talking about I'm talking about now with the Nets and oh, Kyrie. Kyrie. Okay, that makes sense. You think yeah, I've you, have, you have one player who can't play half the games, you have another player who can't shoot and won't won't shoot and is afraid to shoot in a oh. in a game where shooting is ninety percent of the game. Half, so half equals one. True. Yeah. He oh, great defender, yeah. maybe you know, it maybe less like you said cooks in the kitchen is good but is he gonna play point guard is he backing up Kyrie is he is he only playing away game or home games like I don't I mean Kyrie is such a is is Kyrie in the whole vaccine mandate thing uh I I I wouldn't be surprised if they lift that going quick soon because things are starting to lift up quickly they lift that yeah I think overall I really I I kind of think the Nets edge out a W in that trade at least. I mean, they got two first rounders as well, two which first is first uh, rounders, That's which is huge. That's a huge. Rounders. I mean, they like, maybe they think like the Sixers are like whatever. Like we're gonna be like tw- like twentieth to thirtieth pick, so that doesn't really matter anyways for sure. us. So like maybe they're just throwaways, but also losing like Seth Curry is huge, and Andre Drummond is like fine, like a fine bench player. But um, I don't know. The Nets got a lot for heart like. For Harden, who I mean, phenomenal player, MVP, MVP uh, player, but they got a lot of they got a lot back, and if they can figure out Ben, the Sixers couldn't yeah. figure out. If they can figure out Ben, maybe put him at the power forward or uh, small forward or whatever instead of point guard, then they won. But it'd be interesting to see because I mean Harden and Embiid are probably like a top three duo now in the league. I would say, I mean both Harden can play at an MVP level and be is playing at an MVP level this year. So it'll be interesting to see um, how those two play out and whenever Kyrie can get back and Durant can get back, like we'll see. We'll see. Uh, also, just one last thing. The stat of the day, 17. Well, not 17, 16. 16 times over the last two seasons, Kyrie, Durant, and Harden were on the court together for a game. Yeah. 16 times. Unbelievable. But I one think of, I, I saw it coming. One of the I the, there was a question if they didn't want to ship, like, is this like one of the biggest busts of a team, like given accolades and what they did and how they did it. Talent wise. Uh, those are three. Never mind. I was gonna say three potential Hall of Famers. Katie's a Hall of Famer. I think three potential. Three, three potential Hall. Uh, Harden's on his way to being a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I mean well, Kyrie's on probably. His way. On his way. And Kyrie's on his way probably too. So we'll see. Um, you know. Yeah. I'm uh. The Coyotes. Uh, I also blogged this. Five thousand. That's how many people that their new arena is going to seat for three seasons. They're working with Arizona State. Arizona State. They they uh. They're teaming up with them. I was surprised Arizona State even had a D1 hockey team. CU doesn't have a D1 hockey team. Is it not club? State does? No. No, no, no. D1. Interesting. Um, but it'll be a 5,000-seat arena. The next closest in the NHL will be 15,000. Uh, like, they're literally playing in, like, a, co- like a, like the, a semi-pro stadium. And yeah, I, I, it's crazy to me. 
I mean, just seeing this this team like it is the uh, least valuable franchise in the NHL, which is true. And it's uh, what was it the 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 uh, 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 one of the lowest attendance. You are right though. If they can't sell out five thousand seats, not yeah, good. especially in like, it would be one thing if they were like weren't in a major major city, maybe like. You can make the case like, yeah, like whatever, 5, it's in a small city, but like five thousand in Phoenix, like not a, not a hockey city, but like I'm sure you can gather five thousand people that are willing to go to a sporting event in a big city like Phoenix. And I mean, hey, oh, that, yeah, on it, the campus of Arizona State, yeah, in Tampa, drunken people want to get drunk and watch hockey. That doesn't seem so crazy. I mean, that stadium's gonna be loud. Five thousand, five thousand will be loud. It'll be loud. It'll be loud. It's going to be they might, very They strange. might have the best home court or home ice advantage in the NHL now. We never know. 5,000 fans, not a lot, but you, you pack 5,000 people in a small area. I feel like the Blackhawks fit more people in in their practice facility. Like, it's – Of course, you name them a Chicago team. Whatever. Not my, my point here is it. it's insane to see a professional franchise in, like, the day when, like, the Rams are getting a $5 billion stadium, the Bears are trying to get themselves, like, a multi-billion dollar stadium. Clipster building a multi-billion dollar stadium as well. Who? Clippers. Clippers, yeah, that's true. Uh, and all the while, you have a major uh, sports team that literally cannot pay their rent and is is going to play in a 5,000-seat arena. Insanity. Um, I just thought that was hilarious. The DH, here to stay, Rob Manfred says. Uh, I have been very well known as a staunch opponent of the DH for years now. I said that baseball, that an NL baseball was pure and the AL baseball was for heathens and that they needed to bring both the leagues together and get rid of the DH. That ain't happening. I've accepted that. Probably better for baseball. Makes it more exciting and stuff like that to have the DH be universal. At this point, I'm in full crisis mode with trying to save the game of baseball. Uh, but I will say, Manfred talking like this does make me think that there's going to be a deal soon. Even saying that we're not delaying spring training yet. Although, he is incompetent, so he could still just be screwing it up by saying all this getting our hopes up, but it does give me hope that when they meet on Saturday, they're going to come to an agreement, and it's going to we're going to finally begin ready for baseball season, and like a crazy mad rush of free agents, because there's not going to be much time, so they're going to be mm-hmm. just people, like all these free agents, and there's some big ones out there, just like signing these short-term deals for the season. It'll be insane. It would be insane. You know, I'm I'm wearing this Giants hat. I pretty much had a DH for my Giants career as Madison Bumgarner was yanking bombs as a pitcher. So I, it's fine why I may. But like in all seriousness, I do like the D. I I I'm an opposite of TG. I like the DH in both leagues. It add, does add more excitement. And it, I'm like, fine with it now. I'm fine with it. I've I've, I've like, accepted it. Like I, I get like a pitch, a pitcher hitting a home run is one of the most electric things ever. But like, doesn't well, it's more about the strategy. Time. It's about the strategy of it. Like, it's pit, it's usually they pitch outside of the pitcher. Pitcher doesn't hit. They even try to swing. It's just so boring. I'd rather just have someone like, yeah, like AL, true. like yeah, you're right. You can right. actually hit. 
but you know, I get both sides, but I think it's, if we're fans of baseball, this is going in the right direction. What they need to do is make pitching changes uh, shorter. Like you're warming up in the bullpen already. How long yeah. does it take you to warm up at the mound? Am I crazy? No, and then I also off watching a game is that oh they're changing pitchers could be half. Yeah, it it takes like ten minutes, and then like I feel like they added like the clock in the back or whatever to speed up the game, but I feel like no one listens to that. Like being at a couple ball games. Yeah. During the summer, I just feel like that just it hits zero or whatever, and nothing happens. And I'm like, all right, what's the point of that? But I mean, good for the baseball. Hopefully, Rob can get a deal soon with the players. I think he is the blueprint of how to not run an organization. Of course he is. So. We all agree on that. He's going to be sticking around for a while, though, because the owners probably love him. I don't, um, Super Bowl this Sunday. Bengals and the Rams. Who day? Who day? I, I'm excited for this Super Bowl, uh, although it's the weirdest Super Bowl matchup I can remember for a while. I don't know why. It just seems weird. Because, like, we've had the, all these marquee teams, you know, and the Rams are kind of a marquee team, you know. But, and then you have the Bengals, who just we no one saw coming. Nobody. Because at the beginning of the season, and I said week one that they were going to beat the Vikings. I was told I was crazy. Uh, they People told me, like, that's not happening. Like, what are you talking about? Happening. I mean, yeah, they were they were projected like last year in their division at like three and fourteen by most people. Like they were, they had Joe Burrow come out off a ACL, Jamar Chase like as a rookie mixing is mixing like he has never been really that good. He's been he's good, not that good. good. Offensive line still booty. Defense stepped up. Like they, Eli Apple kind of stepped up. They got Chidobe. They have Von Bell who's back there too, and uh, two of their outside edge rushers are killing it. So, I mean, very surprising team. What does, let me ask you this. Does this team prove that having an OL O-line, like it maybe doesn't prove that having an O-line is meaningless, but it's going to be like GM owners are going to point to it. Like, well, they made the Super Bowl. Why do we need to spend on the O-line? If the Bengals are making the Super Bowl with, with, with the guys coming off the street up there. That, I could see that happening. I could see a lot of people getting. Uh, well, it's uh, funny because like, it's funny you mentioned that because I remember like the Dallas Cowboys for ten years having like the best O lines ever, True. and just having yeah. so so much talent in that O line, and yet they can't win a playoff game. So, and then the Bengals, you get Joe Burrow's getting sacked ten times. It'll be interesting to see the Rams, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, just absolute terror, like. I don't think we've seen talented that much talent out of defense yet. So it'll be very interesting to see. Ramsey um, versus Jamar Chase is going to be wild. Um, that's going to be also. I I I hope Ramsey is just shadowing him all game, and because usually Ramsey's a uh, left side um, DB, not much of a shadow guy. But um, it'll be, I I I I hope because that's going to be Chase's like biggest matchup of his life, obviously, because he's a rookie. QB um, matchup, uh, Stafford versus Burrow. Clearly, two college legends, two first round draft picks, two guys out of the SEC. Uh, oh, do you have, have a take? Both, both number nines in college, I believe, too. Or there number you nine. Go. Right now. So I'm, so one of those two. They are both, uh, I mean, 
obviously I watched Matt Stafford for years in Detroit. He was a good player there. Uh, and then they brought him to L.A. And he's been able to do well there, obviously. Uh, and then Joe Burrow, two years ago, was the national championship. Joe Burrow's just the coolest man alive. And Joe Shiesten. People love him so much. Um, I just love the fact that you go back a few years ago when he came to LSU, people were, no one even saw he was going to get drafted. No. And you fast forward a few years, he gets drafted number one overall. And a couple years after that, and he's going to the Super Bowl. Like, that's crazy to me. Like, that, the way how that all shifts and moves, insanity. Yeah. Uh, national Championship, Heisman. Torn ACL is rookie year or second, yeah, rookie oh, year rookie or whatever. Rookie, yeah, yeah. And then now he's in the Super Bowl all in a three-year time frame. Would you really take him? Would take Herbert over him still though? Yeah. Why? Because yeah. some of the throws Herbert makes is actually just out of this world, bonkers, and he's more mobile. And I still, I I told you this already. I think Joe Shiesty also has just better. Better weapons around him. I know not that had, much better though. This year they're significantly better. I, you can also say like Joe Shiesty made him better, and I totally agree on that. But like, if you just watch some of the throws Herbert but makes behind that O line, I mean that Herbert's run defense was worse in the NFL. Run defense. That's an O line. That's fifty percent of the game. It's a team sport. That's, but you can still play well you, and lead your team yes, to victory. Exactly. But it's, with you can't you can't bad run defense. So you can do. There's only so, one of the worst run defense in the NFL that is a huge market. No, it's tough, but that I mean you still should be able to win. This did that just sounds like excuses. It's and not, not making really, excuses for tracks. Joe having a horrendous O line and getting sacked all the time. I'm not making excuses for having Herbert, having, having a you bad score all the defense. time and having your defense get scored on all the time and letting up like six yards of carry. It's the same shit. It doesn't now, I matter. Will, I will give you ball. this. I will give you this. The Bengals defense has been very good, uh, better than people thought they were going to be. And very that's good. a yeah, huge yeah. part of it. Also, head coaching matchup. Uh, first time two head coaches under the age of 40 are meeting each other in the Super Bowl. Master meets apprentice. Uh, Zach Taylor versus, yes, Zach Taylor versus uh, Sean McVay. Did I, I sent you that uh, Sean McVay's father's name is Tim McVay? Yes. Which, tough name. See, I tough didn't. I did, I did not get it. Tough I, name. Like that. I couldn't that imagine means, being him in the mid nineties. That had to be tough because <laughs> you. Well, what's your name? T- Tim McVay. <laughs> He definitely couldn't go with the full. I mean, that is a, like, like, I, I almost feel like you have to change your name. Tom McVeigh. You have to almost change your name to Tom at that point. What's, what's worse, that or uh, Steve Kerr's son's name? Oof. You got, okay, I still can't believe that Steve Kerr named his son that. We're not going to say it on this podcast. <laughs> this, you, is not, I, this is not the Joe Rogan experience. We're not saying <laughs> that here. But... Like that was like the fact that he names his kid that is bonkers. Um, yeah, and I guess I would have to pick. I'd rather take Tim McVeigh than that one because that because you literally couldn't say your name ever again <laughs> if you're. I don't. I mean, what do you, th- you think? I mean, imagine like I I can imagine he introduce himself to people and he says his full name and they're like. 
they just take they just think he's like coming up with like a reason to say it. It's I think you gotta go, hell, dude. I think you gotta go with the full name of Nicholas. Nicholas. Yes, Nicholas, yeah, I Nicholas think. makes sense. Saint Nicholas, baby. Yeah, um, but yeah, both awful names. Terrible names. Awful, okay. awful names. Um, also, the line in this game three and a half points in favor of the Rams. Uh, do you know what the over under is? Give me two seconds. Two I seconds. believe it's in the fifty-two range. I love, I love the Bengals in this game. You I like them? I love. I don't uh, like them. 48, love them. 48 and a half. I love the Bengals in this game. The Bengals are a team of destiny. Also, three and a half is way too low. If you know anything about the bank, the Rams should be like seven-point favorites by most metrics. Yeah. Uh, no. Very true. Or at least six, six and a half. So, three and a half. That seems, that seems way too close. That seems like you got to go with that. It just it's like a magnet where it you pull it away a certain amount, it doesn't stick, but you get it close enough, it sticks. I, you got to go with the Bengals. Also, I like the under because the Bengals defense has been awesome, and this is where I think uh, they come up big against the uh, Rams. The Rams might have a good first half, but then it will end up being like. What happened with the Chiefs and they fell and then Chiefs have you know they they held the Chiefs. So I mean I, I like I really like the under 48 and a half uh in this game. Yeah I mean um so I'll be taking the over. Um but I don't know it'd be interesting to see. I mean both teams have kind of proved it versus good teams. I'm surprised Matthew Stafford is playing this well in a four game stretch in the later half of the season. He fell apart. And he's well. That was the Lions. I'm talking about like this year. Oh, this year. I thought you meant like yeah. the rest of his career because the no. rest of his career. Uh, that his rest Detroit. of his career is an asterisk, just yeah, like any true. superstar. Yeah. Calvin Johnson, asterisk. Barry Sanders, asterisk. You know. That's tough. But being having to be a superstar in Detroit has to be like. Barry Sanders will probably top two running back ever. Top, top three. three. Top three, I'd say. Calvin Johnson, just given what he had. In Detroit, Megatron was mega top five. Like he, if he finished both, like finished their careers pretty quickly too. I think both eight seasons. Young. They were both young. Both, both young. young. They, they Calvin, retired Cal- early. Calvin Johnson goes for another five, six. Probably could have been almost anywhere else. You're right. Receiver. Almost almost anywhere else he does that. You're right on. Yeah, that. unreal. Um, sorry for the uh, line slander again, but um, yeah, I. Uh, Detroit but, people are like built of stone at this point. You have to go through that winter, and you have to deal with the Lions. It's an awful sports city too. You have the Pistons, you have the Lions, you have the Tigers. Oh, bad boy, bad boy Pistons. Okay, but most you know, not a lot of people are alive back then. So. Oh yeah, true. And Europe then you have the Red Wings. Great, I would say, I would say, great, then. great history with Detroit. Yes. Besides great. that, absolutely not. You give like nineties, nineties in here. Oh, Tigers so, were in the World Series. They uh, were. Of the decade Miguel of the Verlander, both Mickey, great players. Mickey, Mickey's an all-timer. Um, First guy to win the Triple Crown since uh, Mickey Mantle. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I mattress like Mac, mattress Mac, Bed Bengals. I'm gonna fade him just because he's like zero and five in national championships so far. 
I also do like the Rams just in general as well. I think they do have a little more talent, and you can say that with the Chiefs and the Bengals still be the Chiefs. But I believe like that defense is one of the better defenses they the Bengals have faced this year, just given talent wise with they loaded up back there with Ramsey and Miller and Don, especially Donald. I mean, I kind of said this earlier in the week. I kind of like a sneaky Donald. If you can get like two or three stacks in that game and win, here's probably going to be the MVP of that game. I mean, if they're laying up nine sacks versus the Titans, I can could only imagine what they're dealing with with Vaughn and Aaron Donald. Um, so I do like I do like the Rams. I don't know about the spread. I do think three and a half is kind of I just don't like the three and a half. Maybe if I want to bring it down to like three or two and a half, then I'll like it better. But um, I do like just like the Rams money line and over. Tails never fails. Won't be won't be uh, paying attention to like the Gatorade color or anything. Um, but yeah, in general, Rams and over. Um, my prediction for this game is it will go under and. The, it'll be covered. So, they, they will not cover. Sorry. That the Bengals win. I have to go let my roommate in because he doesn't have his key. He comes up to me and says, Oh, I lost my key. You lost your key. Good. I mean, what are we doing here? Uh, anyway, folks, thank you for coming on. Mr. Henry Collins, always a pleasure. Uh, visit highschoolsports.com, visit our socials, Henry Buf Collins, and at Tommy S. Dan. I, we will see you again next time, folks. And this has been Ice Cold Sports. See you guys.